Hey friends, welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Leigh Hoffman. And I'm Sila Grace Hoffman. We're a mama-daughter duo that works together, plays together, and tries to figure out this crazy world together. <laughs> yeah, mom. And we're super grateful you could join us today. This is the She Sounds Like Me podcast. She sounds like me. 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 Welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, Mom. Before we get this party started, we gotta let them know the goods first. Friends, if you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on your chosen platform. Give us a five-star review or join our conversation online at She Sounds Like Me on the socials and at SheSoundsLikeMe.com. Okay, Mom, now let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. All right, Sila, here we go. Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. We are back for season four of She Sounds Like Me. Oh. I'm so glad to be back with you, babe. This mm -hmm. is like a rebirth. Yes, we've got the candles burning, the stones on the floor. The crystals vibing, the neon sign blazing in the background. And being blinding the corner of my eyeballs. Right. So anyway, but we have lots to talk about and we're so glad you could join us. Our friends, fans, followers, listeners, our She Sounds Like Me community, thank you for your patience while we have navigated the ups and downs of life over yes. the last few months. Uh, many of you know they've been listening to the show for the last three seasons and for the last two and a half years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that we were probably supposed to roll out a new season at the beginning of the school year, something yeah. we tend to follow. That didn't happen. It didn't happen because life happened. Lots of things happened in our personal family life that um, we're sure to talk about this season because we sure have a lot to say, don't we, kiddo? Yep. But we're here now, and uh, as the little podcast that could, we bootstrap our entire uh, show, meaning we produce it, create it, pay for it, edit it, promote it, market it, schedule it on social media, broadcast it and publish it to every platform. And then we have to beg amazing people like you to share it and love it and like it and comment and review it. But I digress. Isn't that great? <laughs> it's so great. It's actually been incredible. And it's our labor of love in our audio time capsule. And we're just so glad you're here with us. Yeah. So today is November 8th, 2022. And that means it is the midterm elections. Yes. And you know, if you've been listening to us for a while, we are left-leaning feminist Democrats. Liberals. <laughs> to be clear. But that doesn't mean that we don't appreciate the viewpoints of others. Like the Republicans. Right. Or more conservative ideals. Right. Mm -hmm. Which, if you are aware of how the government is working and how we shape our community through the government, you'll know that there are two major parties, the Democrat and Republican okay. Party. There's also a Libertarian Party. Uh, it doesn't get a whole lot of... Uh, airtime but uh they are there and there's a lot of in-between ideas these days it seems like we're more polarized and divided than ever which is a shame 
But even though our viewpoints lean left, we want all of our listeners to know that we appreciate all viewpoints. And we really hope that we can raise a generation that's coming up to really listen to each other, lean in, learn from one another, and start to make change together by listening to one another instead of this divisiveness that uh, the current times are seeing. So, Sila, tell us about voting. You're learning a lot about the government in school, right? Yeah, I just finished my government unit in TAG. TAG is another form of PBL science and social studies. And I just finished my government unit in fourth grade. I did this government unit in first grade as well. But this year we dive deeper into what the legislative, judicial, and executive branch does, who elects the people, how do they use their checks and balances to pass laws, bills, and change our country. If you don't already know, the government started when the U.S. Constitution was signed and created in 1789. Right after the Articles of Confederation, these created laws and bills and the Ten Amendments for our country to follow. It also created a stable government. The U.S. Constitution was signed to make two houses in Congress, the State Senate and the House of Representatives. These were divided into two that basically balanced each other out and had different rules for them. But they were both in Congress. In during the midterm elections, one third of the U.S. Senate and all 435 House of Representative members are changed out and reelected. Every two years, right? Every two years. That's cool. A U.S. Senate member serves for six years. That's why only one third gets removed every two years. During the midterms, presidential elections, they both get changed out, either one-third for the Senate or all of them for the House of Representatives. And what do you think that that does for the ideation or the people that are in those places of power? It gives other people a chance with like different political parties, like the Democrats and Republicans or the other group called the... Libertarians. Libertarians. Right. Unfortunately, not many of them tend to get elected into this into the Congress, but it's important to shake things up a little bit, right? Yes. If the same people were in charge all the time, what would that do for us? That would give us the same rules every single time. Like if a bill is trying to get passed multiple times and you're never changing the people, it's always going to be an equal vote or something Silly like that. But what the U.S. Constitution did that was very clever is made each the Senate and the House of Representatives an odd number, which means that there is no way it is an absolute tie. But judicial, legislative and executive have to balance each other out. So it could be a tie. So then the bill gets passed on again. Which political party gets elected more and there are more members in the Senate or the House of Representatives controls what laws, bills, and changes the president can make. Because if there's more Republicans and there's a Democrat as a president, the bill probably will not get passed or it will be harder for the bill to be passed. 
if the president is a Democrat and there are more Democrats in the Senate or the House of Representatives, the bill is more likely to be passed. If it is equal, split in half, it is most likely to be harder for it to be passed. So it sounds like kind of a game of tug of war. Exactly. It's like they're, you know, every two years or every six years or uh, depending on the House of, whether it's House of Representatives or the Senate, right? Mm -hmm. It's constantly a pull of who... Who owns more. Yeah, which is maddening, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's maddening for the American people, too, because as we've seen more and more, there's more divisiveness among people, you know, where there's very... People are very passionate about what they think when it comes to human rights, when it comes to taxes, when it comes to employment, inflation, you know, all types of things. And typically, the Democrats have one viewpoint and the Republicans have one other completely opposite collective viewpoint. But this process that you're talking about and you're describing is a constant game of tug war. You have the same. You have two strong men. You have. Can it be two strong women? Two strong women. It should be two strong women, but it's really not. At the end of the day, it's mostly it's, men, unfortunately. Yeah, one strong man and a ton of medium, mediocre people all pulling to the one side or the other side, but everyone has the exact same thing. So it's a constant game of who knows what, mm-hmm. who's got the tactics, who has committed in their brain to pull. Who is winning? Always at random, depending on if one side has three strong men and the other side has one strong man. So it's completely, like, indecisive. Okay, it's actually not indecisive. I think what you mean is, like, the balance of power is always being decided, and it's always in flux. Because... With every election, right? And so this election, a lot of, well, just like every election, everybody is grasping for more power. Yes. And a lot of times what happens is the people with the most money tend to have the most power. And that's why you see a lot of fundraising happening, a lot of advertising happening. You see a lot of signage and things like that. It's like the more money they can throw at one of these parties, they feel like, Oh, money makes me strong. Ooh. Right. And unfortunately, sometimes that's the case and sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. So let's go back just a little bit because I heard you mention an important date that probably sticks out to a lot of us. 1789, when the Constitution was really drafted by affluent white men, right? Which was and- only 6% of the U.S. population, which is stupid Right, that's... if you ask about anyone. <laughs> so those people were the only people to allow to be allowed to vote at that time, which did, wasn't really an accurate representation of the country. And yeah. we still saw some, you know, slow-moving change throughout the years. A hundred years later, in 1870, that was when black men were finally allowed to vote. Fifty years later, after that... White women were finally allowed to vote. Yeah, in 1920. And then just a few years later, uh, indigenous people, the very first people in this country, were finally allowed to vote. Um, Why them last? 
Yeah. He's Which, like, huh? it's crazy. A lot of states even kept them from voting all the way up until 1957, which is really just a shame. Asian people weren't allowed to gain citizenship and the right to vote until 1952. And then, you know, things continued to change. Um, Latinx people didn't have the right to vote until 1975. And, and people with individuals with disabilities couldn't vote until 1990 uh, in some cases. So there's a lot of people that had a voice and had a right to say what they wanted for their country. And up until even very recently, they were not allowed to let their voice be heard, which is one reason everyone is so passionate about making sure that you do take the opportunity to vote when the day comes. And today is that day. Yeah. And to me, it seems very weird that people under the age of 18 aren't allowed to vote. I mean, still, it's getting better, but like all people should be allowed to vote, even if you're under 18. I like your point on that. I think that young people are more educated and more passionate than ever, um, even as young as nine years old. Uh, you know, you've taken a strong interest in politics, probably because of your mother, um, uh-huh. for, for several years. You think? Yes. And while I think that young people should also have a, a, a vote, you know, there are some things that m- prevent that from happening just from... I think the country's overall acceptance of what makes an adult an adult, right? Mm -hmm. When you can drive a car, when you can, you know, purchase certain things. And, of course, when you're allowed to serve our country, which is, you know, enlist in the military, uh, you're not allowed to do that until you're 18 either, which seems like the time when... Or is it 17? It's 17. You can enlist in the military at 17? I'll have to fact check myself there. It's harder, but... But anyway, you are not allowed to vote until you're 18. And yes, and maybe some point in the future, uh, you guys will vote to make that 16. Because at some point, it did change from 21 to 18. At some point in 1970, actually, the age for voting changed from 21 to 18. So who knows? Maybe in 2030, the age will change from 18 to 16. Here's hoping you young people start to activate. So there's a lot of things that we can vote on during these elections, not just the people in power and in local power, but we are also voting on um, a lot of different things. You know, what's happening on a local level is could have to do with parks or schools or um, money and rule changes, things like that. And that will happen with certain amendments or um, bills on a local level that are also on the ballot. And so we're seeing some of that happen. And that's why it's one reason that it's very important to get involved and vote in the midterms, which is mostly a local election. So you've already explained like how that can change, how voting, even just on this in these midterms, can change the balance of power in regards to who we already have as the president. Yeah. Because the president doesn't have all the power. Yeah. Which is... Checks and balances. Right. It's a checks and balances. But you've actually been inside of a polling location with me before because I've taken you to vote a few times. Yeah. 
I've, I can't vote. Right. Like Obviously. We nine. just, like we just talked about. But what did you feel about the experience once you were in a polling location? Was there anything that surprised you about the process or did you think it was going to be different? So what I thought was interesting is that you have to give the people checking you in or showing you where to go your ID. Yeah. Your yeah. driver's license to say, I'm over 18 or... And, and where you're, that you're actually who you say you are, right? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the term voter registration? Mm-hmm. So uh, all people over the age of 18 that are U.S. citizens have to register to vote. And that makes sure that every person is accounted for legally and uh, efficiently so mm-hmm. that there's no one person out there voting twice and making an unfair balance of, of a vote, right, yeah. or a ballot cast. It's kind of like you were saying before about about the Senate and this balance of power, these checks and balances, right? That's one way we do a checks and balance on voter registration. So, yep, you're you're absolutely right. Your ID is required. And there's this massive database that says where you live, where you're eligible to vote. You have to go to the right polling location that is right for your community. And Like you can't go in Roswell all the way up Mississippi. Yeah, you couldn't go to Mississippi for sure. You can't even go in a neighboring town if it's not in your polling district or location. Like Marietta? Right. Like we're here in Roswell, Georgia. We couldn't go into Atlanta, Marietta. Georgia or Marietta or Alpharetta because those are not our lo- our home resident locations. So you have to be specific. And some of those locations are libraries, schools, post offices. Yep. And so lots of different places can be polling locations. Mm-hmm. What was something else that you found might have been interesting to you? There are separate like boxes, like if you're taking a test, you have like folders around you, but there's like little stalls for you to go in. So like no one can see what you're doing. Yeah, you're, you're, and you're you, great. You're right. That's a good observation. So and then you check bubbles and it like it's like a test and you're printing the test off. So when you go into a location, it's very private. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're in a big room, but there's all these machines and you're right. They have like those folders, partitions, they're yeah. called. And that's so nobody can see what your voting selection is, because there could be a lot of judgment. Mm-hmm. Right. Or there could be people that are trying to discourage you to vote, which is also very illegal. A lot of rules within a polling location. And so you're on this computer screen, but you don't ha- no one else is allowed to see what's on your screen. And you're you're right. You're clicking bubbles with your selection on screen and then printing it out. And that printout becomes your actual ballot. Okay. And then your ballot goes into a machine that records your answers, just like a test might do, right? Some Mm -hmm. of your standardized tests might do. And then it secures it in like almost like a giant garbage can type thing that's all secure. At least that's how it is in Georgia. Like a safe? Yeah, it's like a, a secured, sealed ballot box. And so there's all these checks and balances where there's poll workers that are volunteering and helping, you know, make sure it's all smooth. But there's also people from both parties that are there to monitor the election in each polling location and make sure that everything is legitimate and on the up and up and and everyone's doing their job. And doing it fairly. And also, sometimes there's police officers outside. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's to make sure that everyone's safe and abiding by all the rules and, you know, organizing in a calm, respectful way that's that makes everyone feel comfortable to exercise their right to vote. Yeah. So, well, our episode launches tomorrow, Wednesday. November 9th. Yes. By then, the election results will be in in your location, hopefully, unless there's a runoff, which means that two candidates were so close that they have to do another election to make sure that somebody is actually really winning and taking the lead. So hopefully in your area, you will have some election results coming in. And hopefully the people that you hope to win in your party and in your area are securing the ballot and uh, and taking your representation and your causes and concerns to the Senate. And what you personally think. No one can judge you. It's what you as your own individual person thinks you shouldn't just pick some random side you have to really think and it's a personal preference definitely and your preference is your business and there's Mm. no right and wrong answer correct because what's important to one person might be very different for the other person totally and i think that the more we can work together to find smart solutions with a lot of different perspectives the better off we're going to be for your future. Yeah. And ours. (laughs) So hopefully if your candidate does not win, you do your part to chip into the the political side that you're on or the causes that matter to you. And Mm -hmm. most importantly, you always take the opportunity to exercise your right to use your voice. And vote. And vote. That's right. I vote that we have another episode. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. All in favor, raise hands. Okay, good. Cool. Next episode. (laughs) Two weeks from now, we are pacing down just a little bit to make time for our family and our health. Uh, We've definitely had some challenges over this last couple of months that we're going to share with you in upcoming episodes. So please uh, stay with us. And But also, we appreciate your support. And we're so grateful for our continued listenership. We had reached well over 25,000 downloads while we were not even paying attention over the summer and we couldn't do that without you so if you would take a moment to like share review our little podcast that we do all by ourselves without any additional financial support no patreon nothing like that that would be great it would be really great it would warm our little hearts wouldn't it shock would be so happy shock is our dog so would ruby yeah and rocky and pongo and gizmo and sleepwalker Oh my gosh. They'd all be overjoyed. We'll have to talk about our new pet sometime. Yeah. And we have some shout outs to do too. Yeah, we got some shout outs. People that have been listening, fans and friends that have been cheering us on even during the downtime. Sila, who are we shout now? Shout out to Grayson and Margaret, my friends. Your friends. Grayson and Margaret, thanks for listening along and uh, supporting your girl, Sila. She really appreciates it. Boom, boom, boom. And so does our mom. Yeah. All right, friends. Till next time, drop us a line on SheSoundsLikeMe.com. Follow us on social media or give us a five-star review on your chosen podcast platform. And we'll see you soon. 
see you soon. Have an awesome day. And have an awesome day. And go vote. All right, before we head out, a quick shout out to the awesome friends that lent their voices to our vision at the top of each episode. She Sounds Like Me is produced by Creative Catalyst Media, LLC. And as always, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our tribe online at shesoundslikeme.com and find us on social at She Sounds Like Me so we can connect directly to you. Thank you so much for your support, friends. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And have an awesome day. Yep, and have an awesome day.